Hello and welcome to the very first Run Smart Physio podcast by myself, Aidan O'Flaherty, also known as the Irish Physio over on social media. In this episode, we're going to be talking all things strength training for running. Whether you're an elite runner, a competitive runner, or you're new to running, you should hopefully take away a lot of practical tips from this episode to help you with your strength training and also help you on your own running journey. A little bit about me first, I have a background in exercise physiology, I'm a physiotherapist and strength and conditioning coach, I predominantly work with runners and endurance athletes, I work with a variety of runners from those who have competed in previous Olympics, runners looking to compete in Paris Olympics next year, as well as a lot of competitive club runners and also runners who have just taken up running looking to run their first 5k. I'm a passionate runner myself, having taken up running a number of years ago, I ran my first official marathon this year in London. I've also been lucky enough to get a place in London again next year, so hopefully you can take away a lot of useful tips within this episode and also episodes in the future. Now before we start, this is raw and unedited, I've clicked the record button and I'm going to continue talking until this episode is finished, which will hopefully be within the next 20 minutes. So we're going to start with why should runners strength train? We have a number of unique selling points, one being we see significant improvements in running performance, particularly your running economy of up to about 8%. So what is running economy? It's the amount of energy that you use whilst running at a sub-maximum pace. So imagine you're running at five minutes per kilometer. With improvements in your running economy, you're going to be using less energy for that given speed, essentially making us more efficient. We also see improvements in your time trial performance as well as increases in your maximal running speed. Me being a physio, of course, I'm going to be biased towards the injury side of things. So we will likely see a reduction in risk of injury in a lot of common overuse injuries within running. And us as runners, we hate nothing more than not being able to run. So picture or go back to that last time you've had an injury, if you're currently going through an injury, the frustrations that it can carry. So hopefully you'll be better equipped going forward. Now there's also other health benefits such as improvements in bone health, tendon health, muscle function. And as we get older, it becomes even more important for us to strength train. Now to cover this topic, I'm going to answer a lot of frequently asked questions that I get. And those questions are what exercises should we be doing? How many sets and reps should we be doing? What weight should we be lifting? How often should we be strength training? And how can we structure that strength training around our own running and our own lifestyle? Before we go into that, I want us first to picture us running and being aware that whilst we are running, our body gets exposed to high peak forces. Now, it's not bad for us. It just means that we need to be aware that certain structures get placed under high loads and we need to have the capacity within these structures to tolerate the demands of running. So we essentially pick up injuries when we exceed our capacity. So for example, think of an Achilles or a calf. When we're running, you will pick up an injury when the amount of load placed on that structure has exceeded that structure's capacity. And strength training is all about improving the capacity of these structures so that we can continue enjoying. Let's talk about exercise selection. So when we're thinking about what exercises we want to do, we want to be targeting the muscles that get placed under high loads. Arguably the most important muscle group is your calf complex, which is made up of your gastrocnemius and your soleus, 
which then form to make your Achilles tendon. And these are placed in the back of the lower leg. We also want to be targeting your hip abductors. We see deficits in strength in this area in a lot of running related injuries. We also want to be targeting your quadriceps, so those muscles on the front of the thigh. We Again, we often see deficits in your quads in a lot of knee injuries, so patellofemoral pain or ITB injuries. And we also want to be targeting other muscle groups, such as your hip flexors, your hamstrings. So those two muscle groups are particularly important when we're running at faster speeds. And of course, we don't want to neglect the trunk and the upper body. Now you realize I've mentioned a lot of muscle groups there, but we do want to place a key emphasis on those ones that I mentioned at the, at the beginning. Now that we have a good understanding of what muscle groups we want to target, I want us to visualize and go through what a running specific strength session would look like and the structure of that within within a given week. So I would generally recommend two sessions a week is sufficient. And we also see two sessions a week is enough to bring about some improvements within running economy. One of the biggest reasons runners don't tend to strength train is because time constraints. And when they do have time to do something, they'll tend to want to run. So you don't need to be going into the gym doing hour and a half sessions doing 30 minutes to 40 minutes is sufficient enough now how the session might look like is i will tend to structure it by having a warm-up your main lifts followed by maybe some plyometrics or trunk work at the end of the session now a lot of people think that a warm-up is a lot of mobility exercises a lot of banded activation exercises that's not necessary if you like doing that then that's up to yourself and you have the time to do it arguably the best warm-up for an exercise is doing the exercise at a lower intensity let's take a squat for example so you've got programmed in your program a back squat and you're looking at lifting 50% of your body weight so I'm 90 kilos that would be me lifting 45 kilos but I will start off by lifting body weight or 20 or 30 kilos as a warm-up set and then I'll go into my main working sets so we have a warm-up by doing the exercise at a lower intensity. Then I want to make sure I'm selecting exercises to target key areas and key movements that are involved in running. And that will often look like doing some level of squat variation, whether it's a split squat, a back squat. I'll involve some hip hinging movement in there, for example, RDLs or a hip thrust. I'll also make sure I'm incorporating at least one upper body exercise and i will split that between the two sessions by doing a push exercise and a pull exercise for the upper body so if we look at a given week we're doing a strength session on a monday and wednesday as an example i would make sure that someone has at least one or two days between the strength sessions to make sure that we're recovering sufficiently so on the monday we've chosen five main exercises we've got one upper body exercise we've got three or four lower limb exercises followed by some core or trunk and then on the wednesday very similar we might vary the exercises slightly if you have a history of an injury i will make sure that i'm targeting that area twice within a week so for example if you've got previous knee injury i want to make sure that you're targeting the quads in order to improve that strength but you can vary the exercises between both sessions now what i really want to get across in this episode is how we implement the actual exercises in terms of sets reps and the effort because this is what i see people making a huge mistake on before we go on to that 
I'm going to very shamelessly plug my new strength program, which is finally coming out. It's called the Run Strong Blueprint. It's a six week plan, which is coming out this Monday. There is limited spaces available. It's all delivered through an app. You get access to a private Facebook group. I'm going to be sharing lots of other useful information into this group as well. And I'll also be doing a weekly live Q&A. So if you have any questions on any particular exercises or things you're struggling with, I'll be answering that weekly. So that's coming out this Monday, the Run Strong Blueprint. Make sure you're signed up to my newsletter. If you go over onto my social media, click on my link tree, sign up to the newsletter, you're gonna get first access. And as a founding member of the program, you're going to get 50% off the program. And that's only gonna be available for a short period of time. Now we're gonna talk about actually executing the exercise and sets and reps. And this is the key message I wanted to get across within this episode, because if we don't do this effectively, we're not going to get the adaptations that we're looking for in order to improve all the things we want to improve. We're going to take a single leg calf raise as an example. Okay, so I am 90 kilos. I know that I can do around 25 single leg calf raises. So that is my 25 rep max. Me doing that is not going to get the adaptations that we are looking for. And those adaptations are what we refer to as neuromuscular adaptations. By me doing 25 reps of an exercise, the limiting factor becomes metabolic, okay? So if I'm doing an exercise that is between 10 to 12 rep max, I get much more neuromuscular adaptations, which is going to help my muscles produce force quicker in order to provide stability to the joint, etc. So if you think, visualize yourself, the last time you were doing an exercise, how many sets did you do? How many reps did you do? how many reps do you think you could have continued doing of that exercise what we would often use is reps in reserve and i would tend to use two reps in reserve so for example if you have been giving three sets of 10 reps i want to make sure you can only do two repetitions at the end of those sets so you've got two reps in reserve that is a really effective way of you knowing whether or not you're lifting the right amount of load. Now, if you're new to running, I'm not going to get someone lifting 10 rep max in their first session. I'm going to start them off with a lower weight, lifting higher repetitions around 15 reps as an example. And as they get confident within the movement and perform the exercise, then we can start to reduce the reps and increase the, the load of that exercise. And we do have some really good research to give us some data in terms of the percentage of body weight that we would recommend for some exercise in relation to injury. So if you take the Achilles as an example, an Achilles tendinopathy, we will tend to see people get a lot less reoccurring injuries when they're able to lift 50% of their body weight. Okay, so I'm 90 kilos, that's me lifting 45 kilos on a single leg calf raise. And most people will only tend to do body weight. So that's, that's not to scare you, it's just to give you an example of what our body is capable of and also what we should be working towards. Now that's not to say everyone needs to be able to do that, but if you've had an injury in that area, that's, that's a goal that we'll often try to achieve. So to, to quickly summarize that point, when you're looking at sets and reps, generally we would not want to be lifting more than 12 to 15 repetitions and we want to make sure the effort is high. 
and a way to determine that is working off reps in reserve so when you do 10 reps if you've got two reps in reserve you know you're at a good number if you've got about five or six reps in reverse in reserve then just make sure you're increasing the load and when you're changing load of the exercise make sure that it's gradual our body doesn't like big changes and that's where we often tend to get injured so if you think of your own running training if you've added lots of intensity you previously you've probably picked up an injury so make sure you're making gradual changes when it comes to increasing load within these exercises and that brings me nicely onto the next point which is how can we progress an exercise one common mistake I will also see is runners lifting the same load for a number of weeks and not changing anything your body gets used to it and therefore we don't tend to get the same adaptations I will often have runners doing the same exercises for around four to six weeks and then take a deload similar to your running training right let's say you've trained for a marathon or a 10k or half marathon you might have a block of training that's like four weeks focus on building up your your mileage and then you'll take a bit of a break for a week or you reduce the volume for a week strength training is very similar you want to periodize your strength training so within four weeks we'll take the back squat as, as an example I might start you off on three sets of 10 reps and then on week three we've increased to four sets of eight reps and let's say week four we're now doing four sets of six reps but as the repetitions go down the great or sorry the weight is gradually increasing and that's how we apply progressive loading to an exercise and that is essential when it comes to improving overall strength improving tissue structure improving bone health all these kind of things so to summarize that point we want to make sure we're doing an exercise consistently for a number of weeks but each week we're looking to progress that load gradually. We're looking to increase the intensity of the movement by trying to produce force a little bit quicker within that given exercise. Right Aidan, I hear what you're saying. All that's really useful, but I don't have access to a gym. What am I supposed to do then? <laughs> All right, so this is a problem for a lot of people. We don't have access to gym facilities. We don't have access to heavy weights. There's no shortcuts around this. If you want to get stronger, you will have to have access to some weights and you can get creative a lot of the runners that i work with are doing their strength training from home so having access to a number of dumbbells kettlebells is is important and we can also manipulate your body weight by doing jumping type exercises so there is lots of ways around it we don't have to use not having access to a gym as an excuse you can strength train effectively at home but it is important that you do have access to some added weight and i would often get people to use a rucksack and add books add bottles of water so let's say we're doing a split squat or lunges and you start off with body weight okay well now i'm going to add a rucksack and i'm going to add five kilos into the rucksack and then on week two or week three i'm going to add a couple of books into the rucksack i might add a couple of bottles of water so you can progressively load the exercise you just need to be creative and in how you do that so other equipment that can be useful at home are having things like resistance bands so having a variety of bands from light to heavy resistance bands are really useful i think having access to a step whether it's a chair that is very solid but having something where you can do like a step up exercise or 
you can do a split squat by having your leg raised on the chair you could do a sit to stand from a chair so having access to a chair or a step around knee height as an example can be very useful so we've gone through what key muscle groups we want to target different exercises to target those muscle groups the really key message this evening was talking about sets and reps and the intensity within the exercise and how we can progressively load those exercises and also what if we don't have access to a gym we know that we can strength train at home providing we have access to certain things now how do we structure your strength training around your running yes the answer is it depends but a couple of principles or key principles that i would get people to apply are number one is when we're strength training we're looking to adapt tendon structures bone structures and muscle structures a lot of people will go and do a run and then go straight into a gym and strength train the problem with that is when we're running our bone cells and tendon cells become bored of the activity and then they switch off and they switch off for up to about six hours so if you're strength training directly after you run and the goal of that strength training session is to you know improve bone health tendon health and these cells are essentially gone to sleep we're not going to get the same adaptations so we want to make sure that we're having at least five to six hours between your strength session and your run my preference is to do the strength session first and um, the reason being like i mentioned is that we were looking at uh, having good power output we want to have the energy available to produce power whereas if we're running and then strength training we might be carrying fatigue into that strength session it's it's known as what we call the interference effect also we see that there is less interference effect the longer we have between sessions now if you're an experienced runner you can heavy up your days what i mean by that is you could have one day where you're doing a hard run let's say tuesday track session and on that same day you're also doing a strength session now i say that's more on the elite side because they have the time to recover in between they don't have families they don't have stressful jobs so it's different for them i wouldn't recommend that for a recreational or competitive runner and um, but it can be done it is personal preference but i would try to have at least five six hours between both sessions now we also want to consider our recovery from the strength session so strength training is an added stimulus we need to factor that in to our overall training load so i would make sure that you're having adequate protein throughout your day in order for you to recover and also we've got to think about strength training and your running that is the stimulus we want to make sure that we're getting the adaptations and what's essential for that is the nutrition that we're taking in and also making sure that we're sleeping at least seven to nine hours for an adult to get the optimum recovery so consider strength training as an added stimulus factor it into your overall training load make sure you're getting adequate protein throughout the day and that you're also getting the the right amount of sleep in order for you to recover to be able to perform in the next training session now before i wrap up this episode i want to also mention that there are a number of other ways that we can implement strength training within a given week so if you have kids and you don't have the time or you have a really busy job and you don't have the time to commit to go to a gym for an hour 
I have seen and I also work with athletes who might perform four strength sessions a week and each session might only last 20 minutes so they might perform two to three exercises within a session and spread that throughout the week there's lots of different ways of doing it it depends on the individual and their circumstances but I would just make sure that we are applying those key principles to your strength training in terms of what we've mentioned throughout this podcast particularly the effort of the exercise and progressively loading the exercise making sure that we're doing it consistently for a number of weeks or taking deload weeks and then as you go into your next strength block you're changing the exercises up slightly in order to continue getting those adaptations so i've spoken now for 20 minutes i don't want to go on for much longer because i know i could we will be going into more of a deep dive in the next few episodes but i hope you guys have found that useful thanks so much for tuning in to the very first episode i've been saying to myself for i would say months but it's actually been years now that i wanted to set up this podcast because my goal is i really want to provide value to you guys and on my social media it's all short form content so hopefully now with this longer stuff that you will get a lot of use and a lot of value because my goal is i want to keep runners running i want to keep them injury free i want you to achieve the goals that you set out to achieve because i am so passionate about this sport and what it gives to us not only physically but also mentally so i would really appreciate uh, subscribe it will help the podcast channel out early on if you could share it with friends if you think anyone else would find it useful please do let them know and i will see you guys in the next episode